Welcome to the Lisa Wexler Show podcast. Think of it like a magazine or a box of chocolates. You never know what you'll get. From politics to pop culture, healthcare to legal issues, it's all here. And my behind-the-wheel chats are personal observations created especially for you on podcast only. Enjoy. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Care Patrol of Connecticut in New York is your number one partner for securing safe senior living options and navigating the senior care continuum. Their services are at no cost to you, and they guide you through the entire process. Visit www.carepatrolct.com for details. And welcome back to the Lisa Wexter Show today. Joining us again, we're delighted to have him back on the show, is Etan Hirsch, who is a local personal injury attorney in Bridgeport. He's a graduate of Suffolk University Law School, he did a lot of different internships and with judges, et cetera. And he really specializes now in helping people when they're injured and understanding the nuances of our insurance policies, which we call on often to reimburse and compensate us when we're in trouble. Etan Hirsch. Hello, Etan. Welcome back to the Lisa Wexler Show. Hi. Hi. Hi, Lisa. Good morning. Uh, good to uh, speak with you again. Last time I saw you, I was handing you the uh, Liberty Bell Award. Yeah, that was a very nice day for me. Thank you for that. I, I, but can may I ask where you where you uh, have uh, put it? Yes, it's in my office. It's in my it's in my judicial chambers. It's hanging on a wall. Oh, terrific! Everybody who reminder, comes in uh, to, to visit me in probate court gets to see that prominently displayed. Absolutely. Fat- it's, it's very prestigious, and uh, you certainly deserve it. Thank you. Thank you. So, Etan, tell us a little bit, what, what is it that we need to know about our car insurance policies? And try and be very non-wonky on this, because, you know, it can get very legal easy very quickly. Correct, Lisa. Um, so let me just give you by way of background. So um, I'm a personal injury attorney. Uh, I practice with the firm Hirsch Andrade. Uh, we have two offices. Uh, we have an office in Bridgeport and we have an office uh, in Danbury. And, but we, we have clients all over the state. And as part of what I do is we do personal injury medical malpractice and primarily in personal injury other than the medical malpractice involves motor vehicle injury cases. And one of the things w- what we do is in our, uh, in our auto accident personal injury cases is we examine what insurance both our clients or injured clients uh, have as well as the insurance as to what the other uh, motorists have. Uh, and without getting too wonky, uh, one of the things that I've noticed, and one of the reasons why I'm, I'm glad you had me on the show is what we've seen the last, uh, I would say, six to nine months is many clients come to us saying, uh, when I ask about their insurance, they'll say, I have full coverage. And then I ask, what does that mean to you? And what their version of full coverage is versus what full coverage ought to be is a wide gulf. And what I, and what, the reason why I say that is because people um, – are these days seem to be quote unquote underinsuring themselves and not having sufficient coverage to protect themselves and their families. 
Okay, so, so would you like so, me to get, would you like yes, me to get more specific or yes, do a follow-up question? Yes, I do. On I that? want you to get very specific. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. So let me just give you by way of an example. Okay? So uh, let's say Lisa um, somebody you know is driving in downtown Bridgeport and they're rear-ended by another motorist. Now, under the law of Connecticut, the motorist who rear-ended the person uh, who is injured is known as the tortfeasor. Okay, they're at fault. So they are they're at the fault. at-fault party, yeah. the tortfeasor, yes. Okay. Uh, and so what usually well, the first step we do in, in a case like this is we contact the insurance company for this at-fault person. Okay. And we ask them, according to Connecticut law, uh, the amount of what they call bodily injury liability coverage they have on their policy. Okay? And that is coverage that protects somebody the, the at-fault person protects them uh, in the event that they cause injury to another person. Okay. What we have been noticing in the last, again, six to nine months, is that a lot of drivers out there uh, are only having this bodily injury liability coverage to, in the amount of the state minimum that is required of such coverage. Which is what? $25,000 per person, $50,000 per occurrence. What that means is, is that the, if there are four occupants and who are all injured in the, in the vehicle that was rear-ended, no one person can get more than $25,000, but the aggregate total to all four cannot exceed $50,000 from the insurance company of the at-fault driver. So this is, so tell me, Etan Hirsch, why is this a bad thing in the majority of cases? Tell me. Because uh, generally speaking, uh, a lot of injuries involved in motor vehicle collisions uh, exceed the $25,000, yeah. uh, number one. And number two, what we're also seeing is that you can provide coverage to protect you and your family by having something called uninsured, underinsured motorist coverage. So let's say you are hit by somebody who has this minimal 2550 policy you can have underinsured motorist coverage to protect you beyond that 2550 policy up to the limits of your underinsured coverage on your policy. In other, in other words, words you, can, you can protect yourself in case somebody hits you and they don't have insurance. Or you can protect yourself in the event that somebody hits you and flees the scene. Right. So they're an unidentified tortfeasor, so then you would bring a claim against your own company. Okay for this uninsured motorist coverage, or you, if the person uh, hits you and it's a stolen vehicle, your right. own company would protect you uh, with this uninsured motorist coverage. Or let's say your injuries are greater than $25,000, you would get the $25,000 from the policy of the at-fault vehicle, and then you would get the remainder up to the limits of coverage of uninsured motorist, underinsured motorist of your own policy. I can't tell you how common this is. So in the real world where I live, Etan Hirsch, we're chatting with Etan Hirsch, who's a personal injury lawyer. We're talking about uh, car accidents and insurance at 203-333-9422 if you want to ask a question. Um, so in my world, part of what judges do, part of what probate judges do is we have to approve uh, settlements of claims. We call them compromises of claims. And so very often I have to walk through what happened in a car accident. And I'll just give you an example how common this is. Um, I, had, um, I have an estate in my office where the woman was killed by, a, um, by an unlicensed driver. And the driver just wasn't licensed at all and was still got behind the 
vehicle and killed her. She happened to be a young mother. It's a tragedy, actually. And uh, terrible. It was ter- terrible. And um, the first thing that the estate had to do was to see whether or not this woman had any compensation at all because she left behind two children, actually three, three children. And, uh, and luckily she had some of it, and she did. She had this under, uninsured, underinsured coverage, thankfully. Otherwise, there was nothing. You get zero. Zero. And that's why this coverage, this uninsured, underinsured coverage is so important. And the reason why I'm, I'm here today is to in- inform your listeners how critical this coverage is, not just in your situation with an unlicensed or uninsured driver, but it could be a stolen car. Yeah. It could be somebody who hits you intentionally. It could be there's so many way, wide range of, of possibilities uh, that that's why you buy this coverage to protect you for all of these unforeseen, unknown uh, instances, I can assure you that that poor young mother, when she woke up that day, didn't realize that this would happen to her Correct. on this day. This is why you buy insurance for the unknown and the, the unforeseen. So how much more money is it to have this policy, this clause in a policy? What is this, a rider? How much more money is it? Well, under Connecticut law, every, um, every other thing, I'm not going to say commercial. I'm going to call it residential, just you know, your Allstates and Geico's. But every private automobile policy must provide for uninsured, underinsured motorist coverage. The question is, is how much one should purchase. Ah. And what I will, what I will, yes. So what I would advise into people, your listeners, and I advise everybody, uh, sometimes people when it's too late, is to get as much underinsured, uninsured motorist coverage as you possibly can, given your respective financial and situation as well as your family situation. So my advice would be to speak to an agent and to and ask the agent, what, what, are my, what am I entitled to? And does it fit within your financial parameters? Well, is it typically a lot more money or not really? Not really. And that's, that's the surprise. I'm going to, I'll let you and let your listeners know. There's not just as, not just is there uninsured, underinsured motorist coverage, but there's also something called underinsured motorist conversion coverage. What's that? That, that allows you – so let me – I can best describe it by way of uh, example because it's, it's kind of wonky. Let's say I'm driving a vehicle in downtown Bridgeport or Westport, wherever it is, uh, and I'm rear-ended by an, another individual. An individual that hits me uh, has $25,000 – and I'm driving alone – an individual that hits me has a bodily injury lie policy with, let's call it Geico, of $25,000. And let's say my injuries are worth, let's say, $75,000. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Let's actually, let's use a different number, $175,000. 
Let's say that I have an uninsured, underinsured motorist policy with, say, Allstate of $100,000. Under regular standard uninsured, underinsured coverage, I would get the twenty five from Geico, mm-hmm. and then I would get seventy five thousand dollars from Allstate. Right. Okay. That 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 difference, that uh, that yeah. gap, that seventy five thousand dollar gap, with conversion coverage, I get the full one hundred thousand, because I can stack that oh. on top of the underlying twenty five. And the difference between standard and conversion is a few bucks per few policy bucks. period. Nothing. You wouldn't believe how cheap it is. And then the other thing you can do is you can purchase something called medical payments coverage under your policy. Do you remember, Lisa, years ago, the old no-fault system in Connecticut? Yeah, of course. So under that system, I believe back then, every policy in Connecticut was required to carry no-fault slash medical payments coverage, kind of like what they do in New York. Now in Connecticut, if you want medical payments coverage, which provides for medical benefits under your auto policy if you're injured, arising out of the use, maintenance, or or, uh, operation of a motor vehicle, that medical payments coverage would would be primary, and then any other private insurance you have would be secondary. You can also purchase this medical payments coverage under your policy for a, a de minimis minor premium. We were shocked. Yeah, I know it's interesting you should say this because we were shocked years ago. I was in a, Bill and I and Joanna were in a, at an ice event. It was an ice, it was 216 car accidents within 20 to 30 minutes. The merit froze. It was a specific thing in January and we were squunched. We were the accordion. A car spun out in front of us. So sideways, Bill couldn't stop in time. And then somebody hit us, right? So it was like Mm -hmm. we were in the middle. And the car, thankfully, the Equinox saved our lives. It became an accordion, but the cabin was intact, and we crawled out the window onto the, onto the driveway. Anyway, we were all okay, thankfully. Joanna had a little bone broken in her eye, but it healed. And we oh got to the hospital and whatever. Yep. And Stanford Hospital, $40,000 later, even though none of us were overnight, none of us were admitted, none of us had a broken bone. By the time they were done scanning us, it was forty grand to be there for two hours, which was insane. But what happened was... It turned out, and we didn't know this. We think we pay a lot of money for insurance, Eton. What happened yes. was our car insurance said that they couldn't pay for it, and so it went to, like, Blue Cross Blue Shield. And they went berserk and accused us of fraud, which I said, are you out of your mind? Uh, what are you mm-hmm. talking about? This is the hospital bill. What, what, what is wrong with you? And then they backed off. But the, my point is that the insurance company that we thought was going to take care of it said, oh, no, we're not responsible for your medical. I was like, are you kidding me? That, right? <laughs> right. Yes. And, that, and right. so your point is that we are buying policies, and we all think we're getting good advice, and we all think for all the money that we're paying, we're getting exactly what we expect, and your point is that we're not. And I agree with you, we're not. You're not, and, I, and the other problem is it's an, I, I believe it's a lack of education. I, I, I can't speak to the agents uh, who sell insurance out there and what they're explaining to their, to their, to their clients. You there, Lisa? Yeah, I'm right here. I'm right oh. here. And I don't know if, what the agents are explaining. But, again, this can get very wonky and confusing. I think in your situation what may have happened was if somebody is injured in the course of uh, the use, maintenance, or operation of a motor vehicle, 
the the provider that provides the the medical care and treatment may need something from your auto policy, both personal and for the auto that you are in, to say there is no medical payments coverage, which then would make the secondary policy, your health insurance, kick in. I don't know if that was your situation, but we have seen that also, where we have clients who, after a motor vehicle collision, go to the hospital, and we get a letter back saying, was this, a, was this a arising from this incident, uh, this treatment arising from the use of an auto policy, an uh, auto accident? And if so, we need the information for the auto policy. Right. So, right. in other words, the private health insurer, Blue Cross Blue Shield, will not pay the yeah. bill until you verify until you the verify. injured person. That's right. Verify. I don't know if that was your situation or not. I, I can't speak to it. And I also don't know, Lisa, uh, if your policy was issued in New York or was it issued in Connecticut or Connecticut. a different state? Very definitely Connecticut. But still, it was really crazy. So here's, so here's if you want to give us advice, what, what are the questions, what do we need to insist on when we're buying car insurance? Uh, okay. In terms of what it's, the number one thing people should be insisting on is uh, med, uh, underinsured motorist conversion coverage. Okay. That is a, a must, a must, a must, a must, number one. Number two, uh, having your underinsured, uninsured uh, limits yeah. double your bodily injury liability limits. So in my previous example, let's say – the, a person has a, a vehicle with twenty-five thousand uh, dollar per person, fifty thousand dollar per occurrence bodily injury limits. Yeah. That person should have for their underinsured, uninsured motorist coverage fifty thousand, one hundred thousand of conversion. Okay, Etan, can you stay right there? We've got a caller who wants to ask you a question. We'll be right back. We're chatting with Etan Hirsch. We're talking about car insurance and personal liability uh, coverages and some wonky terms that you and I need to know to maximize the kind of benefits that we're going to need if we're in a car accident. We'll be right back, 203-333-9422. We are getting an education in our car insurance policies from somebody who was on the ground where it counts, which is to say when we actually need to make a claim under them. Etan Hirsch is with us. He is a local personal injury attorney. His office is in Danbury and in Bridgeport. Gloria from Westport, thanks for holding. You have a question for Etan? Yes, hi, everybody. Yes, um, my question is um, we have Liberty Mutual as an insurance company. Now, under the homeowner's policy, we purchase an umbrella policy, which is a million-dollar coverage. Does that cover any of this? Uh, the answer is, I have to go back. So there's a difference between a homeowner's policy and an umbrella policy. Okay, so it, let's say, uh, that's a great question. Let's say, for example, you have a, a policy, uh, say $250,000 with Liberty Mutual for Auto, and you have a policy with um, Liberty Mutual for Homeowners. And, and the umbrella policy. And the umbrella, umbrella policy. policy. An umbrella policy should cover... For automobile collisions, yes. Um, that, that has to be in the express terms of the umbrella policy. But there is a difference, again, between a, a homeowner's policy and an umbrella policy. In order, though, to get an umbrella policy, you have to meet certain minimum insurance requirements for your auto policy, which I assume you do. So let me ask you this. I'm going to follow up. Does the umbrella policy clause typically cover the underinsured motorist piece? You have to pay for that, and not every company will, will issue slash offer that. 
That uh, I'm not sure if Liberty Mutual does that. I know, for example, that there are, there are some specialty companies that do that. But that million dollar umbrella policy will only cover in the event that the that the insured uh, is an at fault person. Yes, that's my point. But so not, if you're it not will the not protect user. them in the event that that person's rear ended. Right. Unless that's it's specifically the point, paid Gloria. for. Right. Right. Glory, so do you understand that? Uh, Walter, did you understand that? It, it only covers us that the insured is an at-fault person? So I'll give you an example. God forbid you're involved in a collision, um, and, you're, and you're the ones who are rear-ended. Your umbrella policy will only protect you for the conduct of the person that hit you if your umbrella policy provides specifically for uninsured or underinsured motorist coverage. Right. Not all of them do. Your umbrella policy, however, will cover you if you're the ones, God forbid, who rear-end somebody else. Okay. Got it. Okay, thank you. Thank you. So that's very thank helpful. You. Yeah. So just so, is, and by yeah, the way, just so you know, you, if, if, you, if somebody can find a policy that covers them for uninsured, underinsured coverage under an umbrella, the premium per year it w- would be under $1,000. Okay. Okay. So, and you're talking about for a million dollars worth of coverage, more or less? Uh, for, for uninsured, underinsured coverage of an, under an umbrella policy, the yeah. premium would be under a million dollars. And yeah, again, how, you have to shop around. And, but for how much money? An umbrella it would be, of a million, it would cost under million? It would cost under 100000 for a one-year premium. Depending, no, I, depending on your number of claims you've had in your life, depending okay. on your, your driving history, that sort of thing. Okay. All right. So basically, that's you an want underwrite. To get the that's word our out. underwriting issue. So you want to get the word out that too many people that you're seeing assume that they have more coverage than they have, and the policy uh, numbers are being written way too low. It's got to be a function of money. It's got to be that people feel like when they get the quote for the other thing, that they can't afford it. Have insurance rates in general gone up? Have I seen the insurance rates go up? I think it's a function of two things. Number one, I think it's a lack of education. I think that the average person, quite to be quite blunt, uh, these are very these are very complex. Auto insurance they is are. very complex. Very. And also, you have to understand too, auto insurance is mandatory. You cannot, if you buy a car, you can't take the car off the lot without car insurance. Okay. You are required under state under our Connecticut law. Every vehicle is required by law to have automobile insurance on the policy. So, in other words, it's a mandatory, it's a mandatory product we all have to buy if we own a car. Uh, I, I can't speak to the underwriting uh, requirements or underwriting standards of the insurance industry in the state of Connecticut. But if it, if it is a true free market system, that would, you would think that the prices would go down. But it's, we've seen it kind of go up. Mm-hmm. But nothing too crazy. I just think, again, I think that agents are not spending the time to sit with the, with the, with the purchasers to really, truly explain okay. what everything means. Okay. I want to thank you, Eitan Hirsch. Thank you very much for coming on the show. I think you've given us some important terms, underinsured motorist conversion coverage. So the big two adjectives you want are underinsured and conversion. Those are the two big ones. Thank That's you very much. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you Lisa. very much, Eton Hirsch. We'll be right back with the next hour of the Lisa Wexler Show. Stay tuned to lots of news that you can news, use in our community and beyond. We've got national news, weather, and traffic coming up right now here on WICC600.com. 
Thank you for listening. If you liked what you heard, please share it with your friends. And as always, feel free to contact me at Lisa at LisaWexler.com.